Welcome to Midlife Madness Podcast. And uh, I'm Leslie. This is my sister Marie. And Hello. we're coming to you live today, hoping that the internet works. Um, I've been a little <laughs> disappointed in the internet that I have here at my new house. Uh, last week, we tried to do this podcast. It didn't quite work out. But just a reminder, we are a podcast that talks about midlife issues. We check our egos at the door. We don't care like to embarrass ourselves. As a matter of fact, it's kind of fun for us. We don't mind at all. And, um, and you know, we talk about things I think that a lot of people either don't know how to talk about or maybe need to talk about and don't really know who to talk to. Or so- just don't talk about it all. Or don't talk about it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we do have two rules, though. There is absolutely no political talk here ever. No, thank you very much. Uh, we get enough of that on online. This is yeah. the place where you can go where that won't happen. Guilty. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> I have been so good, though, I, on my Facebook page. I have not been posting anything except lovely things because it's <laughs> It gets me so stressed out. It's just ugh, not worth it anyway. But you're good. You, I mean, if you can handle it, do it. Um, and we also don't pass judgment here normally, although recently we've been doing that. So maybe yeah. we need to take that out of what but, we do. Well, no, I mean, I don't like to judge, but like when we did the road rage. Oh, man. Yeah, I think oh, everybody the- should be judged for that. We, we just put that that little rule by the wayside for one episode. <laughs> but now we're back to being non-judgmental. Yes. Nancy is here. Hi, Nancy. It's Hi, good Nancy. to see you. Glad you're here with us. And sorry about all the inconsistencies. We've just had crazy things going on in our lives. And, the, and that leads to the fact that we really do want to apologize for last week because it was actually one of my favorite podcasts at that point. And then it just like went, <laughs> no, very sad. <laughs> It was very sad. It was just the internet issues. We just moved into a new house and unfortunately we don't have, and we had terrible internet at our last house. So I can't believe that the internet is even worse here. Um, but my friend just told me this morning, she goes, oh yeah, in Heber City, if the wind blows weird, you know, the it goes wonky. So I was like, oh, good to know. Um, so we're sorry. And especially me, I'm sorry because Marie, I was like having to do it without you and I didn't like it. That's why I said enough. We're going to finish it next week. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. It's way better now. (laughs) So far. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's good so far. It's perfect. I'm knocking on wood. I'm knocking on. Oh, nope. Max, he's going to bark. Sorry. My dogs are barking. (laughs) (sighs) It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Okay. Well, that's because it's Teddy. Max has realized that it was me that did it. And he's looking at me like I'm a nut. That's about right. Okay, so just we had we have an announcement today that um, this is actually going to be our last episode for the summer, um, and we will get more into that like at the end of the show. But um, yeah, we've just got a lot going on, so this will be the last one. But we are coming back. I promise. I think we're going to come back in podcast format, where you know, pre-recorded, pre-recorded, just a little bit easier. I think trying to be here at the same time has been kind of rough. So we'll talk about all that at the end. But um, first, we're actually going to finish up last week's episode after we talk about, I can't believe she said that out loud. This is our weekly embarrassing thing. I know you guys are probably amazed that we always have something to be embarrassed about. Well, today I will start um, the thing that I am embarrassed about and that I'm willing to, to share out loud. Marie's laughing because she knows. Um, uh, It was so embarrassing. Okay. So it was about 10 minutes until 12 today and I'm mountain standard time. So whatever that is for you. And my sister calls me. And as soon as I saw her number, I went, oh, 
oh my gosh, we're supposed to be doing the podcast in like 10 minutes. <laughs> I totally forgot. But in my defense, I did teach a fitness class today and then I came home and my daughter's boyfriend and his mom are here. And so we were just talking about lunch plans and blah, blah, blah. And I just like totally brain farted. So that's <laughs> welcome to my brain. Yes. Welcome to my, my midlife brain. It happens. It does happen. Yeah. Um, mine is recent as well. Yes. How recent? Um, well, it, it spans about 36 hours. Um, so on Monday night, 36 hours. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> Monday night when I went to bed, I yep. put on some shorts and a t-shirt and I woke up yesterday in a shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> the same one. And I went to bed last night in those same shorts and t-shirt. And no. I never changed my clothes. I did brush my teeth yesterday. Okay. I woke up this morning and I was like, I could not wait to get in a shower because oh I literally wore the same thing for like 36 hours. Now, maybe to some people that's <laughs> we not weird. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But for me, that is not normal. And <laughs> I I literally was going like sniffing under my <laughs> You know what though? When it's on you, you don't smell it. That's the problem. That's right. That's they right. Call, don't so. they call it like nose blindness or something? Like you smell it for so long. Like as a matter of fact, when when Josh and his mom got here last night, I was like, please tell me my house doesn't smell weird. Because like you just don't know. Yeah. And they were like, no, it smells really good. I was like, good. The candle worked. So, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Okay. So last week we started the podcast and we were talking about marriage, which we're both super passionate about. I mean, we both we've got like 65 years of marriage between the two of us and it was going really well until the internet said whatever mm -hmm. it did, you know? So we're going to just kind of pick up where we left off on that. Um, you, you know, the story, you can go back and watch if you're interested in knowing the stories of how we met our husbands. Uh, I've been married 32 years. I, I learned that last week. <laughs> I was <laughs> or well, Marie, and Marie, you've been I'm, married. Yeah. 34. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. So um, yeah. So we're going to talk about marriage and what we're going to do is a little review because we had this fun question that we posed to you. What advice would you give to someone who's getting married soon? So our advice um, we also posed it to some of the listeners and we're going to do that as well. But our advice, so my first one was focus on the marriage and not the wedding. I've yeah. seen a lot. I've been to a lot of weddings and they're no longer married. I personally did not really have a wedding and neither did you at, in the beginning. Mm -mm. And so um, the the wedding is not important. That's not no, what makes the marriage. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what Pinterest says. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't have just the perfect decor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, no, the wedding's not important. Focus on the marriage. Well, it's funny that you say that because when, when Rod and I got married, we actually eloped in Leesburg, Virginia at the Justice of the Peace. The only person who was there was my mother-in-law and his nephew, who was like just a few months old. And um, we were so young and so like naive, like we giggled literally through the entire, and that's one of the reasons I didn't want to get married because I knew I would giggle because I was so excited. And when I get excited and nervous, I like giggle. So it was embarrassing, but anyway, it didn't matter because look, 32 years later, here we yeah. are. Um, okay. So here's my advice. Date your husband. Like even once you have kids, make that time for your husband because uh, you are going to be left with that person when the kids leave. And trust me, it happens so fast. You wake up one day and all your kids are out, you know, and you're like, wait, what, who am I married to? So I really want to encourage you to make sure that you, you know, 
you keep that marriage strong. Uh, Johnny's here. Hey, Johnny, how are you? He said, run. <laughs> okay. Well, Johnny clearly has a different experience than we had. Uh, a big wedding isn't nothing but a show. He said, loving right. is the show. Absolutely. Oh, that's good. I like that. That's really good. That's like tweetable. <laughs> yeah. that tweetable? Okay. Yes. Oh, Mandy. She said, mama, you look so pretty. Aww. Unless it looks like junk, but you look so pretty. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. So let's see here. It's your turn. Oh, wait, is it my turn? Oh, yeah. It yeah. is my turn. Okay. But there's a quote that I had written down. Yeah. It's not a lack of love, but a lack of friendship that makes unhappy marriages. Yeah. That's good stuff. So be friends, be friends. Yeah. Um, and I know Leslie covered this last week. It's the marriage is a roller coaster thing. And then, mm-hmm. so anytime any, anybody asks me what, um, what's the secret, you know, how do you stay married so long? Um, that is my answer is that it does go up and down. And so now there are people who are cheated on or <laughs> Mandy's saying you yeah. look pretty too. <laughs> I was digging um, for that compliment. Go. Yeah. If you're getting hit, if you're getting cheated on, I mean, yeah. obviously you have a different set of problems than I do, yeah. but um, I have those bad times where I'm like, you know, down in the Valley and um, it always goes back up, but sometimes, you know, Sometimes it's you very walk in the room and you're just like, Ugh, yeah, it's like- right now. <laughs> and then, and then like the next day you're like, man, I just cannot get enough of that, man. I'm so glad I stuck it out yesterday. Yeah. Yes. So there, yeah, it does happen. It happens and it does get better. It, yeah. it always does. But until you're married long enough to really experience that, it's hard to understand mm-hmm. that, that. And so the first time you go in that lull, in that low place, you just, you're like ready to bail. And I think a lot of people do that. That's why they say the first year is so hard. Because you got to get used to the roller coaster. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then another thing, argue, but give each other permission to walk away if you need to pull your thoughts together. This is so big. And this is so like, this is where me and my husband are very different. Like I need to talk right now. We need to just work through it because I'm a verbal processor. Well, he's not. He's not verbal at all. Like, and he doesn't even have social media. Like he's just not like that. He's not built that way. And, um, and I find it so intriguing. <laughs> that he actually needs to think about things before they come out of his mouth. And so he will walk away. And I used to get like really butthurt about that. Like, you're just walking away. You're such a coward walking away from this argument. He's like, no, listen, you need me to do this. If you want me to make sense, if you want me to be able to process. So he's very thoughtful in the way that he deals with it. So knowing that we all kind of do that differently is, a, is big. So, so uh, excuse me, butthurt. Butthurt. Yeah. You never heard that? <laughs> Clearly, not you don't old? have teenagers. Clearly, <laughs> your kids are 30 now. Because okay. <laughs> Just asking. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> Ask your daughter. She knows. Okay. Wait, maybe. I don't know. Maybe she's too old, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My kids aren't teenagers. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm dreading. Like, Peyton's going to be 20. She's my baby Ooh. in yeah. August. And so then I won't have any more teenagers. So I'm going to lose all my coolness at all. So, <laughs> oh, well. Like I have any. Um, okay. So there is, I, I found this great quote before marrying someone, you should first make them a, wait, make them use a computer with a very slow internet connection. That way you'll know who they really are. <laughs> I love that. Ah, I love that. That's awesome. Hey, Mandy says, she says it all the time. So clearly you're not listening yeah. to your daughter because she's I, butthurt and you don't, you're not listening. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Okay. So <laughs> 
my next one is um, figure out ways to compromise. And yeah. by by that, I mean, like you can let every single thing bug you, right? Um, but there are things that you can say, you know what, does it bug me so much that it has to change or can I compromise on this? And so for me, an example would be the dishwasher. I can't stand it when he empties the dishwasher because I, I can't find anything. Find okay. I can't okay. find, I mean, he does not care. As long as it goes into a cabinet and the door shuts, <laughs> it's put away. And as long I, as you can't see it. Exactly. And I am perfectly fine with emptying the dishwasher because then stuff, I mean, he doesn't cook. So he doesn't care where it goes. Right, right. He doesn't understand, understand yeah. the process. Yeah. So, well, okay. can I just, I got to say something. We, yeah. we moved into a new house and the whole shower door is glass. Now the last one that we lived in, just the door part, this one, the shower and the door is all glass. And when we moved out of our last house, the, the shower door was so bad because I would squeegee it, but he was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. It's just stupid. It shouldn't, ha we shouldn't have to do that. There should be a better way. He just hates that we have to squeegee it. Right. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I tried to scrub it as best as I could. It wasn't, it, it still didn't look great when we left and I was really sad. So we moved in here. Well, we're leasing this house. This isn't our house. So I was like, we've got to take better care. You have to squeegee. So now he is so mad at me because every like a shower isn't fun anymore because at the <laughs> end, he's got to stand there in the freezing cold and like, you know, like squeegee all the whole thing. So he is now planning his showers so that he can shower right before me so that I will do the squeegeeing. That's how bad it is. That's a compromise though. I'm fine. I don't care. Is that okay? Sorry. I just had to vent. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. That was random. Squeegee, totally squeegee your shower. It, by the way, do you know how to keep a shower clean like that? I don't. Squeegee? I don't have a glass shower. Oh, so. This is something when we build our house. This is what we're going to take into effect or yeah. into account. So yeah. sorry, go ahead. So another another quote: A good marriage is one where each partner secretly suspects they got the better deal. Oh, that's true. I've always felt that way. I always felt like. I always look at him and he's like, last night, as a matter of fact, his back was hurting. So I was like rubbing his back a little bit. And I go, does your back hurt from carrying me so much? <laughs> and he started laughing. He's like, yeah. Oh, but it was funny. He's, he's a good man. He puts up with a lot. Okay. So we have some listener comments as well, which we always enjoy. And if you have anything to share right now and you're watching, please do post a comment. We want to hear what you have to say. We'll share it. Um, as long as it's not like, <laughs> it's really well, and bad. some of them were shared last week. Yeah, we did, but um, you may not have been here. So yeah. Do you, do you want to do them all then? Huh? Do you want to do all the listener comments? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Let's start, start with Lori. Okay. okay. Uh, the wife is always right. Duh. <laughs> yeah, nice. Don't Lori. forget it. Don't forget it. Sabrina said, if you have any doubt in your mind, don't do it. That Good can be advice. hard because when you get wrapped up in like the excitement of marriage and all of that, you can kind of lose that. But, you know, if there's a doubt, there might be a reason for that. So pay attention. You, you do the next one too. All right. Ronnie said, my grandfather told me never do anything for your new husband that you don't want to do for the rest of your life. That is so true. true. If you do it once, it is an expectation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just so FYI. True. Do nothing so for your spouse. Do nothing. No, I'm kidding. That's terrible. But but li literally, like, and, and we say that with all, you know, genuineness here. Like, when you do something for somebody, make sure it's from your heart and not because you feel like you have to. Right. Because if you're doing it because you have to, you're not going to want to keep doing it. And then you're going to get resentful to them for something that they never even 
expected you to do in the first place. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so this next one is a little special for me. Um, my friend Mary says, never marry someone you think you can change um, because they won't. It's true. Um, and Mary passed away this past weekend. Yeah. So I just wanted to honor her by saying that. She's so sweet. And we we might want to add, too, that she loves Keith or, Kiefer Sutherland. She, right? wants, she <laughs> wanted to marry Kiefer Sutherland. So, oh, oh so great. I never got to meet her, but Marie and Mandy speak very highly of her. And I, I have sort of had some conversations with her since we started the podcast. It's very devastating. I'm so sorry, Marie. I know it's been a hard week for you. Um, so Gina said, a little old lady in our church told me that when we got married, start out the way you want to end up. He does his own laundry. <laughs> got to start that early. That's early. nice, Gina. Yeah. And my husband does too, but it's not because he's trying to help me. It's because he doesn't like the way I do it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nancy says, uh, communication is so important. Never take it for granted and never assume. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And yes, Nancy. Yes, Mandy, Mary was the best. Mary was the best for sure. Um, Mandy says, don't do it. <laughs> no explanation. We're, we're not going to go into that. Yeah. Not that, Mandy. Just anyway. don't do it. Just don't, don't do it. Do it. But, but yeah. I digress. Um, I think you just do it with the right, you know, right, right person. So anyway. And, um, and our mother says, stay hmm. off your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. She loves that candy crush. I don't know what she's talking about. She's trying to preach to herself anyway. The pot, the pot calling the kettle black. We love you, mom. Love you, mom. <laughs> okay. So we, okay. So we we're kind of talking about what's helpful in keeping a marriage and keeping that fire burning. But um, here's some that are some relationship busters, things that you really don't want to do. Um, Dr. Phil, you know, yeah. the expert in everything. Is he still around? Is he still- of course. No, yeah, I don't, I don't watch him anymore. Oh, wait, he- I was thinking Phil Donahue. <laughs> oh my God. How old are you? I'm so old. <laughs> oh my, oh my God. God. I was like, really? Phil Donahue has merit. Oh, okay, talk about Dr. Dr. Phil. Phil. Okay. He's like the, the guy that, that uh, Oprah kind of like help. Take Aloha, off, right? Ronnie Aloha Ronnie, friend of ours from Okinawa. I love it. So glad you're here, Ronnie. Um, <laughs> so we're talking about marriage, Ronnie, just FYI and how to keep that fire burning. Um, these are some of the biggest relationship busters. I'll do the first one. Okay. Unrealistic expectations. Now, okay. I love this. I'm going to add my own thing and then I'll tell you what he says. But Um, And I've said this before on the podcast, I'll say it over and over again, because it's important to remember this, that expectations are really premeditated disappointments. Did you get that? Expectations are premeditated disappointments, especially if they are not communicated. And that's the one thing, like my daughter, Peyton, I think I said this before, but I'll say it again because it was so funny. She told me when she came here for the summer, I expect my sisters to come every weekend and visit me. And I said, have you communicated that expectation? (laughs) Because if you haven't, they're not going to know, and then you're going to get mad at them. Um, So that's a big deal. Um, uh, But here's what he says. He says, if you've gone into a marriage and you've been clear about how you're going to handle money, how you want to raise your kids, who's going to work or stay home, then you've set yourself up for failure if you haven't done that. Yes, you haven't been. Sorry. 
I read that completely wrong. You can't make assumptions about these important decisions. You have to discuss them ahead of time. So true. This is, isn't a long date. It's a marriage. It's never too late to sit down with your spouse and say, I think we need to come to an understanding about what I can give to you and what you can give to me and what we can really expect from each other, like realistically. This is what I'm saying. Communicate that expectation. Um, talk about it. Compromise, like you said, if you have to. This takes us back to the you can't change him comment. Expecting mm-hmm. someone to be different when you marry them is not fair to that person. You get the person that you married, not the person that you want them to be. So yeah. big. So, That's so true. So if if you're not willing to compromise on those things that bug you, yeah, yeah that's not going to work. Ooh, oh, Bill Dean right. is why I just wrote a book with interviews of people talking about marriage. You know what? And I do believe, I believe she was involved in this article that this information came from. Wait, Wait so Donahue? Yes. Oh. He is still around. Thank you, Ronnie. See, I'm not that old. Well, okay. Adam. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Wow. Number two, there's only five. So don't okay. worry. Yeah, I'm don't worry. <laughs> there's only five things that you can do to ruin your marriage. Just five. five. That's yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, it doesn't even say things like, you know, infidelity or yeah, don't cheat on your spouse. <laughs> don't be a jerk. Oh, money miseries. Mm. Uh, couples don't know what to expect when it comes to handling money in a marriage. They don't realize that it takes what it takes to set up a household. They don't realize how expensive it is to have children. So expensive. And so if they aren't careful, racking up debt becomes a way of life. And they're so mired down that it can feel hopeless. This mm. is a big one. Yeah. Deciding that one of them will stay home to raise the kids and manage the household does not mean they don't get to a say in the financial decisions. So did you understand that? It's like Mm -hmm. if you're a stay at home mom or a stay at home dad, be fair. Mm -hmm. Then, um, oh, we didn't get to read that. No, I'll read it in a second. Okay, good. Um, But anyway, yeah, then you still have a say. Right. There is no yours and mine. Well, and you know, I, I will be real and I'm going to be very transparent here. Sometimes I have struggled with that because I'm, you know, I, I've always kind of worked, I've always had my fingers in something, you know, I'm not, I just have way too much energy to just stay home all the time. Um, especially once the kids went to school and stuff. So I've always stayed busy, but it's, I've never been like the breadwinner. And so I've always kind of, there's always been something in the back of my mind. Like you're just not in mm-hmm. equal in this marriage. And, and I know that that's not true. Right. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's been a struggle for me that I've had to learn to say, okay. And it's funny. Cause when I tell my husband, I feel like, you know, I feel bad that I'm not bringing, he's like, are you kidding me? Like, I couldn't do what I do if you right. didn't do what you do. That's like right. we are a team. We're in this together. Like this is not just me bringing money in. This is us making a living together. And I love that he says that to me and he's not like expecting me to go out and, you know, match him or even do better. I, I really, my focus has always just been the kids and the house and making sure everything is running smooth, which helps him to be able to do his job. So anyway, I digress. Why don't you go ahead and read that? Johnny said, I've been married for 21 years. It takes each other to make sure we're both always on the same page or plan. If she or I drift, it's easy to pull back and stay in line. Either it be in fidelity, finance or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, being on the same page is super important. And, um, and, oh, we have a guest here. It's oh, our mother. mother. Our mother. <laughs> Hi, mom. We love you too. Very much. <laughs> um, so one last thing I'll say regarding finances. Okay. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're a dual income family and Bob is an accountant by mm-hmm. education and that's part of his job now, but um, he hates 
paying the bills. And so it, when we, years ago, I do them now, but years ago, he hated it so much that he just wouldn't. And so we'd get all these like late payments and stuff, not because we didn't have the money. Right. But because, and he was, even though we had online banking, was still writing checks and, <laughs> you know, writing out envelopes. It and was putting, hard to yeah. get out of that. It was oh hard my to get gosh. out of that habit. It's and, great now, but it was right. really hard. But, but he didn't want to do the bills at work and then come home and do them at home. Mm -hmm. So I took that over for us. And well, there has, nice we haven't had one late payment since. Nice. <laughs> well, see, and we're the complete opposite. Like Rod does the bills because yeah. otherwise it's going to be late. All right. So here's, here's another thing with your marriage uh, that could be a big marriage buster. Family members who meddle. Ooh, this can be touchy. Mom, it's not you. You're wonderful. Don't worry. Um, when you get married, your loyalty first and foremost is to your spouse and to the family that you guys create together. If your in-laws are butting in and offering unsolicited advice and you don't like it, it's your spouse's problem, not yours. They need to handle it. If they're unwilling to do that, there is a bigger problem. Um, we've been fairly lucky in this department. I mean, I think Marie and I both love our in-laws. They don't even live near, but even if they did, I, I, I mean, I love my mother-in-law. I, mm -hmm. I wish she'd live here. I would love to be around her more. Um, but I know that it can be tough and especially those helicopter moms that don't want to let go. And yeah. Um, yeah. We've been lucky. We've been lucky in this. No, department. no so helicopters. Cool. Yeah. No, no helicopters for us. No. Nope. Okay. The fourth one is kids who won't listen. And so this, this kind of revolves around discipline mm -hmm. and being united in how to discipline your children. And I will say this was one of our biggest fights because I'm a pushover and he's not. <laughs> He's not He's stubborn. So, yeah. um, so yeah, it was it, one of our, so I think now that we're empty nesters, it really helps that we don't have that fight anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so if, if parents aren't united in terms of discipline, rewards, religion, lifestyle, mm -hmm. morals, values, et cetera, all the things that will ultimately define who your children become, then the child is going to be a product of inconsistency and that creates confusion. Yeah. Good, good cop, bad cop is not a good idea. There needs to be consistency with both parents. Kids desire stability. And part of that is that their parents are in agreement on what they can or can't do. Hmm. Everything else causes confusion. And this is especially hard in like a divorce situation where you have two totally different households trying to parent a child. Hmm. I love this. You know how a mouse can squish himself down and squeeze through the smallest crack in the house? Kids are the same way. You, mm -hmm. you give them a little crack of daylight between the two of you, and they will work their way to separate the two halves. It's Why not do, you do that. What well, is you're, that? Um, I've seen it. I've seen it. Um, it's not fair to throw the other parent under the bus because you don't have the guts to own the joint decision. Hmm. Mm. So they're, they're, the communication is super important in that. Yes. And I would say that's pretty much with everything. Just you got to be on the same page. And if somebody's not on the same page, you need to like work through it until you're both on the same page. You can't just go, well, I guess we're going to have to agree to disagree. It doesn't well, work in marriage. And, and it's a conversation you have before you get married. Because yeah. if you're not on the same page, remember that, uh, that tip. Yeah. They don't change. Nobody yeah. is going to change to suit you. 
Now, I, I want to say, though, I feel like we have changed a lot since we've been married, but we've changed together. Like mm-hmm. we've grown together and, and, you know, the things that we've always kind of known each other about each other, we've nothing's really changed with it. We've just kind of changed our way of viewing it and looking yeah. at it. So well, you were you were 20 mm-hmm. when you got married. I was a child. So, yeah, I you grew up. Drink. I was like 20. Can you imagine? You didn't I'm drink? Pregnant. That no. Was- well, no, I mean, I couldn't. <laughs> I mean, I didn't because I was pregnant. <laughs> I was going to say, that's not how I remember okay, it. This is how a strong marriage is built. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do as we say, not as we do. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, here's another thing that can really kind of bomb a marriage. Uh, career concerns. If you're staying home out of guilt because you feel like that's the only way to be a good mom, then you're cheating yourself and your kids. Uh, I always tell women, if you love your children, then take care of their mother. Mm -hmm. If you deny yourself the opportunity to feel fulfilled, to feel like you're using your gifts, your skills, your abilities, then your kids are actually going to get a mom that's got an emptiness to her. They're going to get a mother who has a lot of frustration in her life and maybe even a mom who resents the children and, you know, the husband, you know, and you don't want that. So if you really feel like that's something you need to do, kind of like I did, honestly, I I didn't want to just be at home. And I, I say just, but I mean, it's hard work to be at home and just be at home. And I'm like, so it's not like I'm like, I I think I'm better because I left. I actually think I just couldn't do it. I needed something else. And so I always had something outside of the house to keep me sort of, you know, creative and and doing things that I, I, I always say as a mom, it sometimes feels like, um, and mom, I'm sorry if this was ever how we made you feel like they, nobody appreciates what they expect you to be the one to make dinner, the one to do the dishes, the one to do, you know, so it's like really hard um, to always have that expectation on you, but not really the appreciation because it's just always there. Mm -hmm. When you go to work, people appreciate you. And so I've always had something, usually fitness, like teaching a fitness class or doing something like that. And, and boy, did that really help. It really helped. So, oh, uh, Eloise says, hello, it's me, Eloise. (laughs) That's Marie's granddaughter. Hi, Eloise. <laughs> Cutie patootie. My sweet girl. Um, okay. And so one last thing. If you have a husband who's resentful of the time that you spend at work, who expects you to be the sole cook, sole housekeeper, mm. sole caretaker for everyone, then it's up to you to get his expectations in line. See, it all comes back to having realistic expectations. I, w- I would even say, instead of saying realistic, communicated mm-hmm. and agreed upon expectations. Mm-hmm. Because that's yeah. a big deal. Um, you teach people how to treat you. If your husband is sitting there expecting you to fetch him a drink, it's because you've taught him that that's how he can live his life, you know? So you can't really be mad at him for that if that's what you've always done. That goes back to what that one person said about, you know, whatever, however you start a marriage is how you want to finish it. Like whatever you start doing, you got to keep doing. Just remember that. Right. Um, Okay. And then Wait. Oh, and, and that can change tonight. It says he's got arms. He's got legs. He can get up off the recliner and get it himself. But I wouldn't say it that way. <laughs> that might cause a problem. You know, I think, <laughs> you know what? I was actually talking to my friend about this the other day. I was like, cause we were talking about confrontation. I said, you know, there's a way to get your point across and still be lovely. You don't have to be a jerk. And that's why it's important for the people that need to step away and think before they say it. Mm-hmm. Um, because usually the person that they're talking to is someone like me who needs to talk, 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 but gets offended like super easy. 
Right. You know, so think about what you're going to say, step away and then say it in a way like what I would say, for instance, if if my husband always expected that and I was always doing it, you know, I've always done that for you and it, it made me feel good to do it. But I'm starting to kind of resent it because I feel like it's an expectation now and not just something that I do to be kind. And I know that's probably on me. I've, I've let you see that. But, you know, it's got to change. I wouldn't say you've got two arms and two legs, get your butt out of the recliner. I wouldn't do that. I well, just wouldn't. And I think um, one other thing in this, in regards to this point is if you are a stay at home mom or a stay at home dad, mm-hmm. make sure you're getting time away yeah. from kids because um, well, and Dr. Phil tells a story about this lady who said, you know, my child's six years old and I've not had one night away. Well, that's concerning. Yeah. There is lessons learned and taught when a a child like goes away for a night and, you know, they're learning that when they come back, you're going to be there. That's security Mm. for them. Yeah, exactly. Scary to leave. And I know when um, my kids were little, I think, I think they were like five and seven. Um, Mandy, correct me if I'm wrong, but my father-in-law took them to Disney world and they drove and they were gone for 10 days. And I've cried and I cried and I cried (laughs) and um, they, they left. I think I cried for seven days Mm. and I mean, not, you know, not, but I just, I didn't enjoy it at all. And then after seven days, I was like, wait a minute, Mm. they're coming home in three days and I have done nothing fun. I've just felt sorry for myself the whole time. (laughs) They are coming back. I just, it was the first time I'd ever had to deal with something like that. And I was not good at it. And 10 days was a long time to do it for the first time. So, um, but anyway, yeah, make sure you're getting that time away because it does teach your child security. Well, and I think that, um, I mean, that's pretty much all that we had as far as written down, but I do want to say when it comes to a strong marriage, one of the things that's worked for us too, is not to go to bed angry. That's actually a scripture. It says, don't go, you know, let the sun go down on your anger because you want to be able to sleep well. You want to be able to sleep easy. Like I, we try not to do that. Um, even if he needs to think about something, we will still, before we go to bed, talk about it because that's just not good for you. What, what do you well, mean? It's funny because I am like the one, if I'm angry when I go to bed and I don't do it anymore, but early on, I would be the one that would just take my pillow and a blanket and go out to the couch. Oh my gosh. Bob wasn't going to have Hey, Drew. Drew. Oh, my gosh. Um, from the past. He was from yeah. the past. Ah, so fun. Um, but no, I would go out on the couch, and five minutes later, Bob would be out there. Come on. Come on. Well, just come to bed. <laughs> we've, we've tried to get mad before, and then I'll roll over. And like within five minutes, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh gosh, okay, here we go. Let's try to talk it out. Okay. So, you know, again, you get to know each other, you get to know the compromises and stuff. And, you know, I think too, another thing I would say is make sure you're giving grace. Don't just expect it. You need to give it. I think it's really easy to expect grace from other people, but um, looking at making sure you're giving that grace as well. Um, this is a person that you've chosen to spend your life with, you know, and, and if it is, you know, a, a good, strong marriage, there are going to be hard times and there are going to be times when you're mad and, and maybe, you know, I'm, we're not talking about the times, like we said earlier of somebody who's, you know, unfaithful or somebody who, you know, is into something illegal or even somebody who beats you or hurts you or even emotionally. Um, those are things, that's a different story, but like and most marriages, you know, it's more just, 
I'm kind of tired of you. Like, I don't like the way you're acting. You're annoying. What do they call it? Irreconcilable differences. That's, I feel like that when, it, when it's a marriage and it's a commitment, you can work through that. It takes a lot of intention, a lot of grace, um, a lot of mercy, and, um, and maybe even a lot of therapy. Compromise. Yeah, compromise, all the things we've talked about. But I guess the point of this whole podcast is just to encourage you in your marriage. Like it is going to be hard, but it's also going to be awesome. And there's something really special. Like now that we've raised our kids, you know, and we're empty nesters, we do have Peyton here this summer, which is awesome. But like we sit out on the deck and we look out and we're just like, we built this. Like this is our home. This We did this together. Um, and, and, and it's special. And it's something that I always wanted you know, as a little girl. So I'm, I'm thankful. I think I, I just married the right guy. I think some people don't and I hate that. Um, but I'm thankful and it is possible, but it does take work. Lots. <laughs> Lots. No. And I don't mean that in a negative. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Some people no, just aren't willing to do it. No, I, you're right. And, and it is, it's, it can be tough, but yeah. it can be rewarding when you do though. The hard work, it's always like, it's like working out. It's always sucks when you're doing it. But then when you're done, you're like, man, I feel pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So, anyway, so I hope you got something out of today's podcast. We we really do feel pretty passionate about marriage and are we experts? Heck no. But um, we know what works for us and we know um, we know what's important in our marriages. And so we thought maybe we would just kind of talk about it and share it a little bit. Uh, as we're closing though, I do want to tell you, we are going to be taking a break. It is not forever. Here's the thing Marie and I are all or nothing people. We either give a hundred percent or we don't want to give anything. Yeah. And, and to be honest right now, we don't feel like we are giving a hundred percent to the podcast because we have so much going on in our lives. Um, I just moved, I'm closer to my job now. So I've got to put more into that. Um, Marie, you know, is going through some things with her family. There's just so much going on and it's been hard for us to do this, even though we really love it. It's still, we got to carve the time out. And I think, you know, a a couple of weeks ago, we did an um, episode on, on self-care Yeah, and the quote, uh, you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm. You know, take care of yourself first. And I would say that if my cup was a bank, it's very much overdrawn right now. Yeah. If if my cup was a river, (laughs) it'd be dried up and there'd be tumbleweeds. Yeah, I do. I feel like we're trying too hard to do too many things. And, and, and we, we do a lot of things usually, but we don't like not doing it as well as we know we could. So we're just going to take a few, maybe a few weeks off. Um, well, I'm not, well, I mean, what's today? It's July. So yeah, a few weeks true. would be eight to 12 weeks or so. A few um, three or four to me. So oh, that okay. <laughs> that's true. We should okay. have talked about this before we went live. That would have been good. Yeah. See, this is another reason because we're just like, whatever. Um, and this isn't who we are. We're, we're a lot more organized than this. So we're going to go back to the podcast format where we're going to be recording it and just posting it every Monday. I think it, it helps us. Um, I love to be live because I love hearing from you and mm-hmm. seeing that you're here and, and enjoying your company. Um, but it's just hard to plan our schedules. We're crazy around a certain time every week. So, and we can, we'll pop up every now and then. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe like once a month we'll do a live kind of pop-up 
fun yeah. thing. But yeah, I think it, it, it'll it go back to do it being like what it was when we first started. And so I want to encourage you, if you're listening and maybe you just joined us over the last few weeks, like we have a ton of podcasts right now. I want to say 17. I think this is eight. 17. Is well, it- last week was 17. And then it was so bad that I didn't post it because it, the internet. By oh. the way, it's worked. Have, have I been okay? You've heard me yeah, okay? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, well, good. We know that works. That's encouraging. So I didn't post last week's. Um, I will post this week's though. And I guess I'll post last week's. It just, it was so bad. <laughs> I'm not posting it. Forget it. I just made an executive decision, but I will post today. Um, okay. And go back and listen because we have some really good stuff on there. And, you know, you'll hear the the podcast format initially was really just like an audio format. So um, then we don't have to do our hair and makeup. I mean, like I did anyway, but still. <laughs> I could have left my shorts and t-shirt on another day. <laughs> if only it was audio. Yeah, I remember when I used to do a morning show and and I would go in there and I mean, literally like sweatpants. We were so comfortable. And then one day they're like, yeah, we're going to go live um, on the internet. And I was like, dang. So I had to start getting up like earlier to do my hair and makeup and wear something nice. Ugh. It was the worst, but anyway, um, well, we love you guys so much and we're so thankful for you and, uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Those of you who've stuck around, we, uh, love you to pieces. And, um, even if you didn't stick around, we still love you. We just, you know what, even if you're not here live and you're listening later, we love you too. I I do have a great marriage quote as we're leaving. Oh, okay. Perfect. The best way to get most husbands to do something is to suggest that perhaps they're too old to do it. Oh, <laughs> that'll get it done. That can yeah. work. That'll that get it done. Work. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to try that. You're right. Honey. That's probably. Oh, hard. I know. You're old. I'm bless so. Yeah. Heart. I should have never asked you. I'll get a handyman. And you have to add the blood for <laughs> heart because that's definitely part of that conversation. Anyway, we love you very much. We thank you for being with us and we look forward to the fall when we come back in full swing. A hundred percent. And uh, until then, though, we'll be online. We'll see you because we're going to post things and and be active. If you need to get in touch with us, you can always email us midlifemadnesspodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, midlifemadnesspodcast.com. Oh, wait, did I just do that? I think that's right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. And then, um, and then of course the Facebook page. So we'll be posting things. Drew said we're too old. Dude, speak for yourself. Hey, just kidding. (laughs) Oh, Right though, he's saying him. He's saying oh, men like like oh. him and Bob oh, and Rob. They're like too old. That. Oh wait, wait, Nancy. Before we go, this might be good. There's a product called Clean Shower. It's amazing. Just spray it on. No scrubbing, cleaning, or rinsing. What about squeegeeing? Diana told me about it. I forgot to hit send after I typed it. Oh, nice. Ah. Oh, Drew says at least Bobby. Yes. Okay, and- so okay, now I have to say something because <laughs> Mandy moved this weekend. Uh-huh. And he had to put Eloise's trampoline together and he pulled every muscle in his back oh. yesterday. He could hardly move. And like I'd hear him walking and he'd go, Ooh, and he's oh. like, that's I'm losing my breath. Oh no. <laughs> so yeah. That's he's so all drunk. Bless he's his heart. heart. He's better today. Bless his heart. He's better. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Getting old isn't for wimps. That's for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we love so, you. And don't forget. You're enough right where you are. Have a great day. Have a great summer. And we will see you in the fall. We'll we'll put lots of posts up about when it's going to be happening. So love you.